All right, let's jump right into it. Uh, Red River Podcast returns. Uh, you know, it's October. We like to keep it. Uh, we like to keep it thorough in October. You know, it's it's always fun to kind of shift focus and uh, you know, talk talk the that that shit that we like, man. We we love the um the Halloween season, and and for us, we celebrate that season pretty much all month. You know what it is? It's just a lot of fun, man. You drive around. And like when people mm-hmm. really go out on their Halloween shit, like today, like yeah. I'm like driving by my neighborhood and they had, um, you know, the two main characters from Beetlejuice, you know, Gina Davis and nice. Alex Baldwin right okay. on their lawn. Then they have like a wolf man. Like, it's just so fucking cool to just randomly see. And you get to like soak that in the absurdity that that, that is for like a month and stuff. So um, yeah. I figured let's not waste any time. And let's just I like talk. to start right after Labor Day now. I've like bumped it up to like a yeah. two month thing. And now that Eli Roth's Thanksgiving is coming out, I think I'm going to go like three months make the Halloween season for me. Yeah, you know what? I, I, <laughs> I I'm with you on that. And obviously, we watch that shit all, all day, you know, all year yeah, long. But there is just something a little bit extra cool about having it in that season. You know, like when when I watch. I just rewatched Halloween 2018 for no reason, just yeah. just to put it on, you know, to to only figure out that I'm falling less and less in love with it as time goes on. Yeah, I get the same thing with that movie. Yeah, I was all about it at the beginning. And then like, like just the shine has worn a little bit. I think so. And, and I, I think uh, I said last time, I don't remember. Maybe I said it somewhere. Uh, it was like watching The Force Awakens, you know when with star star uh wars came back and mm-hmm. they hit you with that one movie and it's like okay this isn't the greatest star wars movie but it definitely feels like a star wars you know mm-hmm. and and i just you know that 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 doctor shift that sartain shift will always bother me you know where he's just like oh i am now a bad guy and mm-hmm. The bad guy arc lasted like five minutes because he he stabbed the cop in the neck with the pen. And then like probably like five minutes later, Michael Myers killed him. And it was just like, well, what was the point? Like, yeah. I don't know, you know. I think we're so excited sometimes to re-inhabit these worlds when these thing, movies get launched a little bit. Like That's what it is. Beer, goggle, beer goggles on and then we wake up the next morning. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. They're like, is that what, is that what you look like? <laughs> or he? I got. We have to, of course, of course. Uh, <laughs> the, the fam has tickets for the. Speaking of David Gordon Green, we're going to the Exorcist on Saturday, so I'll let you know how that is because you're all about that possession life. Well, you know, very funny that situation that happened. You know, so for anyone listening, um, you had texted me probably like a week or two ago being like, Hey, listen, I have passes to go see saw. Right. Yeah. 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 And I, at that time, like, I just couldn't go. Like I, I like Karen's like family was in from Arizona and I just didn't, I couldn't have the time. Uh, so that's just how I left it. And then when you texted me again, it was like about a movie as well, but I thought it was just a pass. Mm-hmm. Hey, I have this movie pass and I'm going to go see this. So for some reason, Maybe I just didn't read everything, and I just assumed that you had another movie pass for Saw. Right. So when you sent me that text, uh, you know, my girlfriend went to the Jets game, and I was just home. So I'm like, you know what? I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, let's let's just go. Like, I'm I'm down. 4 p.m. on a Sunday, you know. And uh, so I I I put on Saw Final Chapter, which is the seventh one. Great movie. Great movie. Uh, I'm a big fan of all of them. It's just once you start breaking down the fact that they didn't know where they were going, but every year they would figure it out. It's like, we got to get this thing done. Yeah. Like, Oh, wrap it up, wrap it up. This thing's got to go to press. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm just saying like, they, they did such a good job, you know, in those 12 Mm -hmm. months of figuring out like, okay, what, you know, as absurd as like all the connections are, um, so I put that on. I'm like, okay, cool. Let me watch this because that was the final chapter. After that, there was a jigsaw, uh, which was kind of like a prequel. 
and uh, right. uh, Spiral. So I'm Spiral, like, okay. Right. Uh, so I get to the movies, and I was like, yeah, man, I, I, I did a rewatch, and then I did like a like a, uh, a a video that summarizes like you know 24 minutes of like you know all nine movies and what did you say to me <laughs> uh, i think i said uh you watch what you you you, you prep you, for what you're yes. like yeah you you were like why'd you do that to watch the exorcist i was like wait what <laughs> Yeah, I, I said to my wife, I was like, yeah, I, I, I could have told him we were going to go see Paw Patrol and he would have looked less sad. Yeah, yeah. So uh, at that moment in time, I was like, ah, oh, shit, this guy got tickets to go see fucking the new Exorcist. I'm like, I really don't want to see this. But I tell you what, that popcorn, fucking delicious. I was sitting right. there eating it going like, OK, you know, whatever. And I looked at my phone as we were walking in just to buy saw tickets just so we mm-hmm. wouldn't have to go see the exorcist. But when you said you already paid for them, I'm like, okay, I, I thought it was like a free thing that you do or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And then we're sitting there and I'm like, I guess I'm going to watch David Gordon Green's fucking exorcist. I guess no interest in watching this whatsoever. And uh, I remember I, I told you, I was like, you know, I've never even seen the original. <laughs> And we're sitting there, and then the I guess like the movie starts, but there's like a there's like a a pre yeah. there's like an intro to it, and it's somebody talking about William Friedkin and the importance of this movie, and somewhere along the way of this video, I'm like, yo, is this the actual Exorcist movie we're about to watch from 1973? And you're like, yeah, man, it's the 50th anniversary, we got tickets. I was like, okay, which made me feel a little bit better because. Mm-hmm. It's a movie. I've never seen it. Never saw it. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I know everything about it. It's just like, right. I, I knew how it ended. I knew all. The only thing I didn't really understand or realize was how long it took to get to that those possession parts. Yeah, it's patient with that. Yeah. But that's yeah. 70s filmmaking. Exactly. You know, that's what it was. That's, and And, and right. I get it. And there was a lot of things about it that were so ridiculous, not ridiculous, but they were, you know, I just didn't really understand. And then when I got home, coincidentally, AMC was showing Leap of Faith, which is William Friedkin's documentary, and he's explaining it. And I'm like, you know what? It, it, not that it made like, you know, at, at the at the end of the movie, I was like, oh, this is good. Like, I, I didn't really care. I'm like, that's fine. Like, it, it was yeah. I'm glad I saw it. I get it. it it's very, a piece of horror history. You can check it off very much of its time for sure, because that's that's the pace of it. Even when like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, then like, they're, they're all just mm-hmm. these slow movies. Halloween. Um, sure. That's just the pace of what it was. And uh, I just didn't care about like I just don't care about religion or anything about that stuff. So right. I, I just remember watching the beginning of this movie going like by the end or maybe the middle of it. I'm thinking like, what did the beginning have to do with any of this whatsoever? <laughs> and then freaking was like he said he gave it to an editor and the editor was like, hey, man, they're like. All right, you know what? We're gonna chop this. We're gonna chop that. Chop the whole fucking beginning in whatever fucking Middle Eastern place you're in, because right. it has nothing to do with the fucking movie whatsoever. And he was like, "Nah." He's like, "I like this, and I want to do that." He was such a like he liked what he liked, and nothing. He said, "I didn't want to force feed anything to the audience. I wanted me to make this movie, and for everyone to decide." how they felt about it. He's like, I didn't want to hold anyone's hand during the movie and everything that he explained. I, I don't know how it just happened to line up, maybe because it was the 50th anniversary that day. And there was some sure. things on TV about it. Um, And I watching him explain it. I'm like, Oh, I get it. I, I completely get it. And then the leap of faith where that mm-hmm. um uh title for that documentary came from. So all in all, uh, very cool. Yeah. Uh, which brings us to today. Um, uh, I don't think we ever did like a like a movie list where we're you know we're, we're in the beginning of the month. You know, I'll, I'll probably just release this. What's today? Thursday. I'll put it out tomorrow. I'll just yeah. I'll, I'll just put it out tomorrow just to get some suggestions out there. Some people looking yeah. for something that maybe out of the ordinary or whatever things they haven't seen eight million times. 
I think so. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I'm definitely going to do that. Uh, so yeah, we picked 10 underrated movies that you could watch, you know, for the Halloween season. So mm-hmm. fuck it. Let's do, give me one of your list. Yeah. These are no order either, by the way. Me, yeah. Like, me neither. Just yeah. 10, 10 movies. Um, I have who can kill a child from 1976. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, did you see it? Have you seen it? No. Okay. It's like um, a, a couple from England, the Spanish movie from Spain. Uh, and they take a boat off the beaten path to this like island. And it's only occupied by kids. So if you're, if Children of the Corn was up your alley. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Creepy kids, things like that. So this island is just inhabited by children. And they're creepy as fuck. And these other people, they're the only adults there. And they're trying to figure out what's going on. It's a real slept-on movie. I, I can't even remember how we stumbled upon it. But, uh, yeah, if, if 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 you like Children of the Corn, that kind of shit, you, you like this. And it's funny. Children of the Corn, I always kind of liked. And it, it's it got, like, a fall feel to it. The movie's really boring, man. It's Children boring. of the Corn? Yeah. I haven't rewatched yeah. it in a while. But as a kid. It's so boring. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the intro part with the the diner, and we see how the adults get off, and certain elements of it, you know, are good and stuff. But man, that shit is booty at sometimes. But anyway, I digress. But who can yeah. kill a child? Nineteen seventy six, fucking awesome. Which reminds me of like that episode we were gonna do. We were gonna pick like a classic and watch it and see if it holds up. Mm. We could have done it for that for sure. Because I, I I haven't rewatched it in a while, but I remember. To me, it the casting, you know, um, fucking mm. Courtney Gaines as Malachi was just so yeah, good. He, he was great. That little fucker, Isaac, fuck. yeah, yeah, little Isaac guy, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, okay, and I, that the, the 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 shit at the end where the cornfield gets a light and stuff, the effects on there. Not that like, look, effects get dated from time to time, but holy shit, they look so like, yeah bad. Well, so that's another series that has like 18 movies you never heard of that. They got mad sequels. uh, And I'm pretty sure they're all up on Max right now. Uh, Actually, I'm sorry. HBO. I forgot. I know part two is because I have an old uh, Monster Vision episode. Joe Bob Briggs randomly does Children of the Corn, too. So that that I like to watch. Yes. Um, What do you got? So I got the Dead Center. This came out in like 2018. I don't really remember. Sometimes we like um, scroll through things to watch. It's funny. We have every app on the planet that we pay for that -hmm. probably has a shit ton of movies that we could watch. But sometimes we just go through the rentals on TV. We're like, oh, let's just like, I don't know why. It's like, oh, let's we have all these apps, but let's just spend an extra five bucks. We'd like to browse. Yeah, we'd like to browse. Yeah. Um, so we came across this movie called the dead center and, uh, it just really fucking worked. It kind of, um, it's like, it takes place in a hospital for a minute and, um, uh, I'm just going to have to, to read it because it's really hard to explain. Uh, so it, it basically a psychiatrist, it reminded me of the movie smile. That's what I was trying to remember. Okay, but a a psychiatrist's sanity is pushed to the edge when a patient with amnesia insists he died and has come back from the other side with something terrible. Um, Mm. This is just one of those things where casting really worked. Um, You know, I don't like I said, when, when it comes to stuff like that's supposed to be scary or shit like that that doesn't involve like pure violence or home invasion or slasher it, it almost never hits me because it's just like uh, a i don't know it, it just never does you know it's it, it's not like the strangers or or something where where, where where it's just so overtly like you're gonna get fucking killed uh this is very mm-hmm. a- atmospheric uh you know if you're looking for something like the movie smile that was like that gigantic hit of last year uh, this movie is really good. It's called The Dead Center, and right now you could probably watch it on. Let's see. So Amazon Prime. So you you can watch this if you okay. have Prime. 
it's up there and uh you will not be disappointed so right and he's down get on that all right my next uh one i got a film from 2005 called the call of cthulhu uh based on the lovecraft story based on the metallica film yeah um, <laughs> but uh it's a you know, it might not be up everyone's alley, but it's a silent movie, 2005, black and white. But a lot of, uh, I love Lovecraft and stuff, but it's some of the most toughest work that translates in the movies. There's so many bad, it's like, though, even when the way Lovecraft writes, it's really verbose and, and dense and shit like that. It doesn't always translate well. Like Stuart Gordon was always good at it, but there's a lot of bad ones and shit, but, uh, this filmmaker, like they really nailed it. It's got a bit of like a like a Caligari kind of look to it, because their whole goal was like when this story was being uh, written, these films were silent, so we're going to shoot it in the manner of the times that it was written, and it works. And it's like one of the few or one of the best Lovecraft uh, interpretations I've ever seen. And they yeah. followed it up with another one, uh, Whisper in the Darkness, which was written when talking films were out, so they made that black and white also but that's talking in it but it's fucking awesome and a lot of these movies I'm, I'm i'm listening here i was like scrolling through uh prepping for the episode and a lot of the full lengths are on youtube so okay that was awesome yeah yeah usually what i do you know when I, i'm looking for stuff uh you know when you type up the name of the movie always put on youtube just full movie next to that mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what pops up. The other day I was I was on YouTube going through uh Tales from the Dark Side episodes. Mm. Um but okay, so my next movie I saw on movie theaters, and I feel like a, a lot of people kind of overlook this, never really mention it. Um, you know, it's it's probably maybe the most popular movie on my list, I think, as far as like name value. Uh, but 1408, you know, I, I, mm. don't really, I don't really think enough people talk about it. And uh, it's John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's a Stephen King story. Yes. Um, you know, it's this writer. Um, and then he goes to a hotel room. And uh, it, it's just this. Uh, it's one of those movies that makes you feel like you're in a goddamn nightmare. And it's very effective that way, you know, like where you you just want them to snap out of this nightmare. And I just mm -hmm. uh, it's very, you know, like it, you just super anxious, you know, like everything that goes on. And uh, like I said, it just I remember watching it in theaters and then at home and it just had that same effect. And uh, it's one of those movies, like I said, it, it doesn't really ever get mentioned too much but uh no. i highly recommend if you want to watch something like super spooky nothing like too violent obviously um right now it's up on pluto which is a a pretty cool free site uh i think that's it, it might i saw that in the theater and and i i remember liking it and i've never revisited it since but now that you're talking about it, i'm like oh shit i gotta watch it again yeah, it's it's just it's it's a fucking nightmare. It's just a, a goddamn nightmare. Uh, and they do a really good job with it. And these are two guys, you know, Samuel L. Jackson and, and Cusack that make nonstop movies. Yeah. So, so a lot of things get lost in their filmography, especially in like the last 10 years with their output. Uh, but this one's definitely worth revisiting if you haven't seen it or haven't seen it in a while that this is this is a really good, uh, you know, October movie. Nice. All right. My next one I got, uh, you probably, you, you see this movie come up in a lot of lists that are similar to this, but I always shout it out session nine, uh, from oh, yeah. 2001. Uh, so simple, uh, ghost story, basically, you know, in a nutshell, uh, but the atmosphere in it is so heavy. Like it's, 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 uh, it's a slow burn not to use that 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 trite but it's 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 hard talking about some of these things because you don't want to say too much because i'm recommending the people to see but but basically it's it's guys they get a job they're doing a makeover of this old building which is an old abandoned insane asylum which 
right there you have me because that insane asylum ha is like its own character in the film it's like such a looming presence in this so ghost stories psychiatric asylums if that kind of shit interests you it, it's fucking outstanding i agree yeah yeah um that's why i'm kind of like you know looking through synopsis to make it a little bit easier mm -hmm. um so uh here's a movie uh from the direct to video <laughs> fucking absurdity yeah. um okay i love the ice cream man you ever watch that Clint howard yeah Hell yeah yeah it, it it's just great i i think it's it's a lot of fun super goofy but the it just reminds you of like 90s direct to, to video movies and uh i skipped this movie forever i probably watched it for the first time in like the last like 10 years and I had no idea. I'm like, holy shit, man. All this time, I just overlooked this fucking stupid movie. But a, a lot of the effects, even whatever felt low budget back then, but now there's such an affinity to it because it's all real and really cool. Mm -hmm. And um, I think he's like a, 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 a mental patient that like graduated or something. And he's got an ice cream truck. But uh, then he just turns into this like homicidal guy riding through the uh neighborhood uh also my boy jan michael vincent you know like definitely you know like oh what, yeah what more star power do you need than uh than jan michael vincent and clint howard in a movie uh but just super goofy uh but but in yeah. in a gross out way uh the ice cream the head on the ice cream cone uh you know if you want something a little bit off the wall a little bit over the top that this is a really good movie that I feel like uh, if I overlooked it, then I feel a lot of other people did as well. So this is on Pluto and Tubi. Nice. I actually had never seen that back in the day. And the Same. first time I saw it was fairly recently because Joe Bob uh, had it. Yeah. I think oh, it was, okay, a, yeah. was it a, a Christmas special maybe one year? The second half of a Christmas special? I can't remember, but uh, that was the first time I saw it. And it was fucking fun as hell. Yeah. Awesome. Um, all right. I got a really weird one here. Uh, House or Hausu, the yeah. Japanese oh, film yeah. from uh, uh, 1977. Yeah. Which uh, it's uh, definitely not for everybody. If uh, if you're okay with like movies, like not making a lot of sense, but you're you've, you've bought the ticket, you're down to take the ride and just experience what the, insanity happens this is definitely one of the most unique movies you'll ever see in your entire life it's like a insane acid trip fucking like partial kung fu action decapitated heads flying it's, i don't even know how to describe this film whatsoever except definitely never see anything like it uh it, it the art direction is fucking insane it's it's a masterpiece and uh it fits in the horror family, but it fits into a lot of families. A lot but, of uh, things, yeah, for I sure. Believe it's on HBO Max right now. Uh, uh yeah, yes. So, uh, yeah, if you want a mind fuck, a complete mind fuck, and you're down to not makes, not have to make sense of everything. Good shit. You're in. Um, so you know, Terrifier, Terrifier one and two, people love it. Always talk about it. Um, I know Damien Leone said that. I guess it's getting like a. Terrifier 2 is getting like a, a theater release again for like a oh. November something. And in it, the trailer for three is going to be in it. So that's that's pretty oh, cool. Shit. He, yeah. just, he just dropped that today. But uh, one that never gets love is the beginning. I think All Hallows Eve is so good. Um, you know, it's 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 a really cool, uh, you know, the first time you see art. And uh, even though it's not David uh doing the character like you just appreciate the makeup and how creepy it fucking mm. is um and it's just great it's got a great wraparound story with, with the vhs tapes and uh yeah you know if if you enjoy terrifier one and two and have never seen all hallows eve you know i mean it's just all hallows eve like you see the cover it's it says all hallows eve and then it's art's face yeah. on the fucking right. uh on the uh, cover, so definitely recommend that. And uh, like I said, tis the, it's the season. The time of year to watch it. 
yeah, yeah for sure exactly i know that they made like two sequels that i didn't even go near i'm sure they're fucking terrible so i'd stay away from those uh i want to say i attempted the second one at one point and did not get far you okay know? yeah i'm not uh I, I'm at the point where I'm getting older, you know, I have only so much life left. I, if, if the movie, if it's, if it's that bad, I don't give yeah. a fuck. And then thank God for Wikipedia. Cause you can go on there and read the plot. Like how did this fucking thing, I don't want to watch it, but what happens? Blah, 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 blah. Okay. I got it. Sorry. Well, it makes you, th- <laughs> it makes you think of a lot of things. Like to me, I know yeah. people that are just dying with the best story ever to make a movie. They're like, oh, we need to get some funding for this and that. And then, like, you'll go on and see, like, wait, how the fuck did this get any money whatsoever, you know? Yeah. And, again, like, listen, I applaud the effort. But uh, yeah, yeah, at yeah. a certain point, sometimes you wonder, you're like, is everybody making this film? Like, looking around, like, not this one in particular, but any a film that's not going that well. Like, God damn, like, this is not good. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, God, this is not going to be good. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean that's uh, got that's got to be a bummer because it, it takes so long to make a movie. I that, know, you know, man. you're you're like, I always liken it to like a song. Like if a song's not coming out the way you want it to, it's three minutes, and you're like, all right, this isn't exactly what I envisioned, but we'll you know round it out with another nine songs. You know, this yeah, is yeah. like you start a 90 minute movie and like you're watching like the first 10, <laughs> 20, 30 minutes, and you're like, oh my god, this is so bad. Oh shit. All right. So where are we at here? Um all right. My next one, uh keeping it seasonal, is 2007's murder party. Oh yeah. Um I I've, I've definitely seen this pop up on lists here and there, but basically low budget indie uh, uh a guy receives an invite to a Halloween party in Brooklyn and turns out, and I'm not revealing anything because this is on the IMDB thing, but uh that you know, it's like some kind of art collective, whatnot. That is him murdering him is going to be like the art they produce or whatnot, and a whole bunch of crazy shit happens, and uh, a lot of fun gore in it, and it's funny. It's a funny movie, like it's it's really well done. And uh, I, yeah, I, if I if I remember, that's like Jeremy Solner, right? Like I feel like I think it's the movie he made right before Blue Ruin. Like I think Blue you're Ruin, right. Blue Ruin and Green Blue Ruin's Ruin. another good one. Yeah. You know? Blue Ruin slept on, too. Yeah. I think I, you're I think, right. I think it's that same dude. That, that was, the timeline. That, was, that yep. was the first thing that, that he made. Um. All right. So I didn't give a fuck about the Puppet Master movies. I just didn't. <laughs> Growing up, like, I, I was like, I just didn't care. A lot of that Full Moon stuff, I, I, I didn't really have a taste for. But now... As I got older, I'm like, okay, I watched like the first few puppet masters and I'm like, this is just so fun. You know, yeah. I, I like it. I get it. And then I watched The Littlest Reich, uh, which is the last puppet master movie or like one of them. Uh, it's got yeah. Tom Thomas Lennon. I think it had something to do. Really? With yeah. Thomas Lennon. Uh, I think maybe one of the producers was like the dude that made cell block i'm trying to remember that connection but uh a man sells nefarious looking puppet at a small town convention for some quick cash terror soon strikes when an ancient evil animates the other puppets and sends them on a bloody killing spree basically sounds like every single one of the uh the other puppet master movies but like i mean the cast is great crampton barbara crampton thomas lennon uh udo kier i mean come on can't make a movie without that guy uh, Charles Kurt- Band really opened up the wallet, the checkbook. <laughs> for him, man. Uh, Tubi, yeah, right. Is that it? So it's up on Tubi, yeah. and uh, yeah, just I, I just remember watching it and thinking like it it was like very. It looked like a real ass movie, and the violence was great. The gore was great. It was a really good horror movie, and um, like most, how many of those they make? Yeah, I was going to say, like, most number eights in a series, yeah. sometimes they get a little overlooked. So, but I think this one got some props. So, um, I I think it's, uh, I, th- I think it got a little bit more eyeballs than normal. And Thomas Lennon being it, obviously, from, like, the state and, 
everything sure. else. If you, you know, for anyone listening, uh, you know, the name ring, if you Google him right now, you'll be like, okay, I know who that is. So yeah, that's exactly. Is it the demonic toys, uh, make an appearance or is it? No, just... no. Yeah. I remember when they did all that stuff that I was just, <laughs> yeah. I, I that was off the wall. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't follow him there. <laughs> Um, all right, I got a, uh, a stupid piece of trashy fun here. Um, Slime City from 1988. Uh, this it's a it's a New York sleaze film, low budget or completely disgusting. Always compared to street trash. When actually, uh, I believe what I was reading the the, the director that made this the, he made a short for this film first, then the street trash short came out then the street trash full length came out and then his came out so the timeline was kind of similar i guess there was a lot of slime themes going on in new york because it was disgusting and dirty at the time uh for no money i love when like little films like this can pull off some really like ambitious like stupid looking but fun gore like in, in one scene a mugger you know goes to stab the uh, a guy, he's going to mug a guy, and he goes to stab him, and he loses uh, his his knife and his whole arm inside the guy's stomach as it eats away his flesh. It's really disgusting. It's like all it's Hennenlotter. It's 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 lustig. It's that kind of vibe. It's disgusting, and I believe it's on Tubi right now. Slime City. Yeah, I mean that sounds like something that I would definitely watch right now as soon as we're, we're yeah. done with this. Um, so I know we're also going to talk about. Uh, favorite horror movies from like uh, what did we say? Two thousand to two thousand ten. I was going to ask you: Is that two thousand to two thousand nine, or is it two thousand ten? That end cutoff. I never you, know what you, to do. Yeah, it's two thousand to two thousand nine, because then it's ten okay. to nineteen. Right, um, right. But so, yeah, my next movie is is uh something that would be on that list, just because it's one of the greatest horror movies I've ever seen. Um, anytime someone talks about it, I just say the same thing. It's called Triangle, and it's mm. uh, it's hmm, without really giving it away because I can't yeah, even tough. I can't I can't even tell you exactly who I can't yeah. get I can't get into specifics as to why these types of movies uh, really ring a bell with me, but it's it's uh, they do. Uh, you know the, the people on a boat get hit with a wave and then from there it's just like this girl keeps repeating this same uh these same motions and uh it's uh i guess it's safe to say you could read it's it's a time loop movie and it's just really good uh by the by the time you're done with the movie it's just it, it's beyond anything that you could ever you know it, mm. can't yeah it's it's really hard to say it's to, impossible to, for you to describe it yeah, uh, but I, I will say that I didn't know about this movie, and from your recommendation, so I, and I, I loved it. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. It's fucking mind blowing, right? Like by the by the end, you're oh, just yeah. like, whoa, okay, this is wild. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Triangle. So there's a few of them, but this one's from 2007. Uh, the main actress, her name is Melissa George, if I remember correctly. Um, man, so like I said, it's just it's it's. If we were making a list of favorite movie uh horror movies of uh the last, you know, from post 2000 on, this would be on that list because it's legitimately, you know, you, we could talk about the littlest Riot, we could talk about the Ice Cream Man all these other This is a real good movie like mm -hmm. um Time Crimes or 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 shit like that where you watch and you're like, "Whoa, this movie is it, it's amazing how it just I don't even remember how we came across it. I feel like we might have even gotten it from like Redbox back when people were doing that. You know, wow. it's just I feel like there's this missing universe because it, it came out in 2007. This was already deep into like the post uh, blockbuster where like that was closing. And like these movies were coming out and existing, but like direct Netflix in the mail, maybe. Yeah, I, like exactly. Like there, there was these, these movies that like existed, but they didn't, and that's why Redbox was a thing. Where you're like, okay, there's like a hundred movies I never heard of. You're like, how did Ving Rhames 
have time to act in all these movies, <laughs> you know, but it was just like that weird spot where like streaming was still not that prominent. Yeah. And uh, certain things didn't hit the theater. And, uh, you know, I guess, you know, it's one of the lost movies, but I can't recommend it enough. Triangle. That's good. good. Yeah. Um, all right. I got another in the arty farty uh, kind of camp here. I did the house before, but this was a movie. I think it, it's V-I-Y. Vi, I believe it's pronounced. It's a Russian uh, a folk horror story. It, and it's from 67, 1967. But if you've, uh, I can't even remember how I stumbled upon this movie, but like, it's it's of the supernatural ilk. It's got <laughs> definitely some things that like you're not going to be into. <laughs> a little religious uh, stuff in here getting on that. Um, basically, uh, it's a small village in Russia is where it takes place. So you guys have to end up staying in a church for three days. There's a, a ritual that goes on and all these old spirits because it's a folk horror story uh but the thing that gets you about this movie is the visual effects are like nothing you've ever seen in your entire life and it's impossible to believe that they did it in 67. it's so far ahead of its time uh it struck a chord with me and you know not a gory thing or anything total suspense supernatural kind of stuff but if visual effects impress you and you're into that kind of shit uh, definitely recommend this and i think it's on 2b right now it is um i because I, I i scrolled by it a few times because i was like what the hell's f what is viy well, yeah uh, did you watch sputnik sputnik that was like the, another russian mm. horror movie like uh i don't think i saw that no no yeah it came out like a couple of years ago and it looked cool but i, I just never got a chance to watch it yeah so um but- all right, so we have a, a couple left here. Um, one, two, four, right? I got three. You would have four. Yep. Okay. Um, this movie is ridiculous, but <laughs> you know, no, no one listening probably watched it. Um, another direct-to-video uh, gem that people forgot about, but um, the dentist. I I feel like if you want uh. something. When we talked to Brian, uh, when we talked to Brian Usna, he's like, yeah, he's like, I was trying to do like a Brian De Palma, Alfred Hitchcock thing. And I was like, holy shit. I'm like, you know what? You're right. That's exactly what the dentist feels like. Um, and I love just the practical effects of it. Anytime you you stick like that drill in someone's mouth, like I, I don't know what they use, but it was just like this – the decimation of like these teeth and you see it with the camera, whatever effect that they use. And it's just so brutal. Um, but it's just, uh, it's, it's just a great movie. You know, it's like you, uh, to basically make a dentist, uh, a serial, uh, like a, a slasher, uh, a villain is so perfect because everyone fucking hates the dentist. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like he goes in there and he's like scraping away, like jamming shit into your fucking mouth. Um, <laughs> and you'd be surprised how many people have just never seen it. Anytime I talk about it. So I, yeah. I think, I think it's one of those recommendations that I feel like if you've never seen it, uh, give it a try. Cause it's, it's, it's a really, it's like a crime drama with, with, with some good gore. And, uh, yeah, how it's, good it's is fun. Corbin Burnson in it? He's awesome. Yeah, he's great. Absolutely awesome. Yeah, uh, you know, if you love Major League, you know, you could watch him in this. You know, uh, cool dentist from nineteen ninety six. Nice. All right, my uh, next one I got Eden Lake from two thousand eight. Yeah, that's great. Um, I forgot. Like I was, I was going through like my ratings on IMDb and stuff, trying to full stuff for for what we were going to talk about. I was like, oh my God, I got to watch that shit again. That so would, make, that would make my list. That would make my my yeah. post-2000 list. Yeah, it was. there's a lot of things here that I'm like, it's going to be on one list or the other list. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, this falls. But basically, uh, you know, uh, another couple of UK tourists, they're always in the wrong place. Uh, <laughs> just like two can kill a child. Um but they go to, uh, you know, go camping and stuff and, and, and run into some locals that don't take too kindly to them, some punk kids. And uh, it's really, 
when you were saying before about uh, horror films that, you know, take on subjects that things that could happen, you know what yeah. I mean? Like the home invasions and what like, like this kind of scenario isn't far off. Now, maybe to the extreme it goes eventually, which I can't get into. Maybe it goes, you know, somewhere further then, but the whole scenario is probable or possible. And um, it, it, it's a violent revenge thriller action kind of uh uh film and it's it I, I didn't check where it's streaming but i'm sure it's up somewhere right now but uh even lake of 2008 i've never met anyone that's seen it that didn't like it if anything it was just a little too rough yeah for a couple people that that's up yeah. on tubi for sure it's been up on tubi okay. for a while um yeah that movie you know, when you watch something like that, where where like the the villains or the people that are supposed to be the villains, you know, elicit the response where you're like, "Man, I want to fucking, I want to beat the shit out of this kid so bad," you know. Uh, that's yeah. good because you're you're like, you know, you want to just fuck up this these kids so bad, where you're like, yeah. you "Fucking little shithead." <laughs> uh, but Eden Lake is brutal, pure brutal. That and that so once again that was from from that same era, uh, and I think, you know, like I got uh, it in Netflix in the mail. I remember, I believe, but it, but I I think in like Blockbuster it was like you know always labeled like, you know something extreme like they had like that one section that that that, you know you would get. Um, But uh, so I'm gonna do I'm gonna cheat a little bit for the next uh, couple. Okay. Um, I'm going to do a double feature. I posted about it uh, the other day. Uh, it, I, don't, I, I can't really gauge movies now, like newer things, as to what hit or what doesn't. But for the season, Hubie Halloween and uh, the, curse of, uh, the Curse of Bridge Hollow, right? So Hubie Halloween, like, I, I just rewatched it. Have you? Did you ever watch it? Yeah, we saw it. Uh, me and my son watched it the year it came out, yeah. It's just... It's basically the DNA, like it's just every ingredient of Halloween mixed into this thing. And as stupid as as Adam Sandler could be sometimes, (laughs) he's just very funny. But everything about it is this universe that everything about it is hot. Like it's just this Halloween, like whether it's like the Wolfman or like just everything about this movie just exudes like every little thing about Halloween and, and rewatching it just reminded me. Uh, and I would do a double feature with, with the movie, the curse of bridge hollow, which was Marlon Wayans. Uh, and it's this uh, town. And I thought it was cool. The plot where um, there's a curse on it and uh, the Halloween decorations come to life. So it's like really cool to oh, watch shit. like these, um, just you know, like uh, mechanical spiders and all. Like basically, look look through your house right now. Every fucking like thing that you have comes to life. You know, there's a lot of shit in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> when I when I read the plot and I watched the movie, I was like, oh, this is this is fun. I thought it was cool. Marlon Williams was great. It wasn't annoying. His daughter was like great casting. So I I would do that double feature because those two. I never movies, even heard of it. When when did that come out? Uh, twenty two. Yeah, damn. Never heard of Sounds it. Good. Never heard of it until our boy Jeremy Moore, uh, J- Jeremy Todd Moorhead, uh, from the Epic Films Guy Brain Stew podcast, mentioned it on his uh, favorite movies of the year. And when he described it, I was like, "Huh." I'm like, "I never even heard of this." And uh, holy shit, my cat! He <laughs> 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 just fucking jumped on the keyboard. Uh, and he mentioned it and I was like, cool. And then I watched it. I'm like, this is great. You know, just, uh, it was just, it's fun. It's just like an action horror movie and, uh, a lot of funny things in it. And, and just the thought of every decoration coming to life is just kind of funny and, and cool. And it, and it works in the movie. So. Yeah. It's a good concept. Yep. All right. So let's you do last year. Yeah. Um, all right. My second to last here is 1977's The Sentinel. Um, it's a Michael Winner of uh, Death Wish fame, one of his films. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, basically a, it, it's a brownstone in Brooklyn, basically. And uh, this old priest sits in the top level looking out the window 
always. And that priest has to stay there. They keep the gates of hell closed, yada, yada, yada. But uh, and hijinks ensues, of course. But uh, <laughs> uh, great cast. John Carradine, uh, Burgess Meredith, uh, Chris Sarandon, Beverly D'Angelo, Christopher Walken, Jerry Ar- Orbach, who's who of late 70s filmmaking. Uh, Chris Sarandon, I, I, I probably told this story, but at, at, at one of the horror conventions, it was a Fright Night panel. I asked about this film and he refused to answer any questions because he had such a horrible time making it. He really oh, kind of was like, I, great. I'll answer anything but that basically yeah. shut me down. Uh, that, so, okay, sir. That is great. <laughs> and uh, is great. yeah, it's a, it was a, a, a controversial film because they used a lot of really performed people and at the end or when the gates have held yada yada yeah i don't want to say too much but sure. it's pretty disturbing visuals um and the slept on film eric the actor in it is what you're trying to tell me <laughs> you know uh, what to do yeah uh of american dreams fame that eric the actor yeah that one too is that his show that he was always talking yeah. about american idol Right, American. Oh, yeah, but, no, but he acted on some like stupid fucking American Dreams or something. Oh, that was yeah, like his maybe. one acting credit that he. No, he he, he also acted in. Uh, uh, Burn notice. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> the show that's like it. Uh no, it, it was with Joshua Jackson. Fringe, that's where his head blew up. <laughs> that's right yeah 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 it's that's blue. Right. yeah so i remember they were proposing like how all the, he could go on to all these different shows and have that explode yeah. <laughs> just naming shows shout out to this the, uh, the stern show reference um yeah. all right so we have two more or i have one uh, you have one i have two i got uh, one you got two all right so once again you know something that i talked about yesterday scare me i think scare me is a really cool concept for a movie um, Aya Cash, Josh Rubin, who wrote and directed it, I'm pretty sure, and Chris Red. Um, definitely not for everyone. That's for sure. I watched it the first time with my girlfriend, and she was just like, "I am not watching this fucking movie because <laughs> it's just these people telling each other stories, but the way they're doing it and." It's just it's like a play basically. It you it's basically a play that okay. you're watching. Uh and it's just very cool, very unique, very different. And uh they're just trying to scare each other with these stories. But you get the sound effects, you get the voices. Uh there's a really funny scene where Josh Rubin and Aya are talking in the Crypt Keeper's voice <laughs> and they're making like stupid puns like the Crypt Keeper, and I thought that was pretty funny. So um, that should be currently up on AMC Plus or Shudder as well. So, it is on Shudder, I believe. Yeah. So I was, gonna, I was telling you I, I was going to watch it actually the other night. I think, I think you would appreciate it. Yeah, it's not for everyone. Yeah. Like Jerry Smith would not watch that. <laughs> There's certain people that would <laughs> not it. watch it. Yeah, totally. I will, What did Jerry, our boy, I, he fucking like shit on talk to me. And then he was like praising yeah. something else. I forgot what it was. It was just so funny. Like he was just, he's like, talk to me is the worst movie I've ever seen. And then he fucking, po- I, I wish I remembered what movie he was praising afterwards. Was I know what you're talking about. I can't remember it either, but he was on like a flurry. Like this sucks. This great. This, <laughs> this sucks. Well, like- so, so here, here's the thing about Jerry that a lot of people probably in the group don't even know, but so he gets banned all the time. So he only his messenger works. So we're, we're always in a in a group thread on the messenger. Uh, but he'll catch like 30 days. So he gets 30 days all the time. So when he gets let out of Facebook, it's basically <laughs> the month's worth of shit that he wants to post. And he rapid fires post shit. And then he'll go on some like group thread somewhere and like, you know, libertarians or whatever the fuck shit he does. And he like says yeah. something and they're like, all right, you're getting banned for 30 days. So that's basically <laughs> why that's that's basically <laughs> what happens is everything he's been meaning to post. It'll be like this rapid fire fucking thing in the group. And it's funny. So shout oh, out to man. Jerry Smith and being mentally ill. Yeah. uh all right so my last one i got is uh from 1988 it's called pin p-i-n 
uh, criminally underseen movie. Uh, it's basically uh, it, 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 there's a family of a doctor. There's a young boy, young girl. The father is weird as fuck. Uh, the doctor is Terry O'Quinn of Stepfather fame, um, who's awesome in this, by the way. And he has this medical anatomy dummy, you know, the type with, you know, you could see the muscle and like below the flesh and whatnot. You've seen them in science labs. And he uses that to talk to the kids to, uh, you know, inject some kind of fear and, and build a relationship between the kids and this medical dummy who the the kids are so isolated, they develop a relationship and think this thing is real and that it talks to them and it tells what to do with the boy and whatnot. Uh, it's almost got shades of psycho in it. It's very much, it's not a gory film. It's I, I would qualify it as like a psychological kind of, uh, thriller, horror, stuff like that. But um, it's truly got disturbing visuals and like shit you've never seen before. Another completely unique movie. Never got like a proper, uh, I think, streaming release. Uh, but I was it, happy to see the whole the whole thing's on YouTube. It um, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, did, it didn't. It's one of those movies that doesn't have any like streaming. But luckily, YouTube has it. So because I just looked it up. Uh, I remember the name, but I never watched it, so I'm I'm making a note of that. It's fucking bizarre as hell. Yeah, but, uh, you know, unique. You'll well, remember it. My last suggestion for the Halloween season is also from 1988, uh, and it's Waxwork. Mm. You know, fuck. I mean, what a really cool movie, man. Uh, let me just look it up here to see where it's streaming. I know it was on Tubi for a while. I don't know if it still is. But... No, but you could probably... Yeah, free... Okay, maybe. But anyway, uh, yeah, just, you know, uh, these, these kids... Well, kids, I should say. They're fucking grown as fuck in the movie. <laughs> but <laughs> they decide to go to this, uh, you know, wax... Complex for yeah. free. Uh, they go to this waxwork museum and what they don't realize is uh, if they step over the rope, they get transplanted into whatever universe they're looking at, whether it's like, uh, you know, war or whatever the fuck. And uh, man, special effects are crazy in this. It's it's a ride. It's a legit like if this movie was made by like uh, Spielberg or something, like it just it had that type of scope where it was super mm -hmm. ambitious and there was a lot like, I mean, just think about everything that he did in this movie, Anthony Hickok, shout out to him forever. Our last, our, our lost uh, episode <laughs> was the director. So uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's just really good. And, and the movie still holds up. I've seen it a few times since probably watched it before we spoke to him. And uh, another movie that I, I don't feel gets enough uh, praise and it's just uh, Joe Blow did a cool, you know, 12 minute uh, episode on it on YouTube, you know, talking about it's like, you know, best movie that you've never seen. Mm. Uh, it's got Zach, Gall cast, Zach Galligan, yeah. uh, Deborah Foreman, De right? Deborah Foreman. You got Michelle Johnson, David Warner. as Yes. The, the owner. He's fantastic. That weird, that weird little guy. The weird little guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's on 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 the movie poster. Shout uh, out to part two, also part two part, ain't bad either. Part two's pretty good. It's got Bruce Campbell up in there. It's uh, mm -hmm. listen, very ambitious movies. Like, like if they ever remade it, I wonder what they would do. They'd probably ruin it, right? Probably CGI uh, it. I mean. I mean, the premise is there universally that you could transport anybody into any kind of time or update it. Like, there's something to work with there, 100%. Will today's sensibilities fucking ruin it? Probably, you know? I think... But if the right hands, it could be done, you know? Uh, You know what? I think they might have done the same thing with this. That, uh, what is that movie? The uh, Ben Stiller movie, Night at the Museum? Maybe that was something like that. Well, in a sense, you think 
I've never seen it. You think they? I, you think they were watching Waxwork? <laughs> I hope so. But uh, all right, yeah. Uh, listen, that's, I never thought of that. Good thing. These are ten recommendations each. Yeah, for, get to work for anyone. Uh, yeah, it's funny you mentioned Freaks of Nature. Did you like that? I did. I um, I, in a goofy whatever. It's not. Is it amazing? You know, a great. I mean, comedic cast though, outstanding comedic performers in that movie. I love the. I remember when that movie came out. That was around the time that they they did a bunch of that shit. So it was like, uh, yes, a bunch of those movies. Because I think that's the same time that like uh, Scouts to the Zombie Apocalypse thing. Uh, there was yeah. a lot of like horror comedies that came out. And Freaks of Nature, looking like the coolest one, ended up being the one that was like okay. So yeah, um, yeah, oh, it's. There is one there is one movie I totally forgot to mention. Like my new favorite Halloween movie. How did I forget that? Uh, Halloween ends. Yeah. <laughs> Hellfest. Oh shit. Hellfest. So yeah, on Halloween night, three young women and their respective boyfriends at uh, Hellfest. Um that this is a great movie. Let's see where it's playing. This should have been on my goddamn list. All right, it's up on Peacock. Uh, basically, a, a group of people go to like a Great Adventures type fucking location. Uh, no rides, but it's just all haunted houses. And, uh, you know, so there's this one killer amongst all, you know, like the 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 party goers, the, the park goers. And it's really, really good. It's one of those movies that, that turned into like a um, October staple for me because it's super Halloween centric, very effective, a slasher, and uh, it's got a great ending. Highly recommend Hellfest. That would be my my top pick. Yeah, I never seen that one. I'm, I'm, you, I'm writing all this shit. Down. Yeah, you you got to watch Hellfest because it's really really effective visually. The movie looks like a, a fucking blockbuster. Like visually, it's fucking gorgeous, uh, and it's just a killer killing people. Uh, like you ever go to like Fright Fest or any of those like, sure, yeah. So it's of like course. that. Yep. It's like just just one killer following this group of kids amongst like everyone dressed up, and you're like. You know, you can't really tell who's who. So, yeah. Shout out to uh, Haunt, too. Uh, yeah. Friends yeah, of the so, show, yeah. Damon. Uh, that's Go another fan. good one this time of year. Yep. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Listen, yeah. un- until next time, you know, we'll we'll talk some more of this nonsense, but uh, it's good to get this episode out. You know, uh, it's always fun to get recommendations on certain things. Uh, maybe thing, you know, you. Someone always mentions something that I've been meaning to watch forever, and I forget. As the years go by, it's like a fucking in 2012, this movie came out, and I totally forgot to watch it. So anytime, um, yeah. you know, it, it, the beauty of podcasting, and it's always been, is when someone talks about something, it makes me want to listen to what they're talking about or watch whatever they're talking about, no matter oh, yeah. what it is. You know, it's like, oh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, I'm like... Man, I haven't heard Salt Squeeze in so long. Let me pause this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I love that. We, if we could do it. Listen, if somebody picks up one film that could you know, I, they hadn't could, seen could and I, enjoy it. Could I have picked a more obnoxious band? Probably not. <laughs> but I had to. They are the kings. They are. Uh, all right, man. Yeah. All right, man. All right. We'll talk. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.